Well, so that's the other thing that I appreciate when I see someone who's actually taking the time to get some sort of model and get professional photos done of their product. Something that we need to do. <laughs> but uh, it, it means like, oh, okay, this person actually invested some time in it and it's legit. And I can see, this goes back to what we've, we've, I'm sure we've talked about it before. Like people like, uh, people like to buy things that they see, people that they imagine themselves as or wanting to be wearing. Welcome back to the IC Pixels podcast. This is Anthony. And this is David. Um, we're back uh, with that new heat. Not really. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, this week's been super hectic for me at work. I'm just trying to relaunch a new website. <laughs> I have a whole list of... I don't know. Is it, have you ever had to move a huge website? Mm, yeah, a few times. And this time we're doing it completely from scratch. Well, yeah, basically from scratch. We're not trying to like just reskin a site. We're like trying to physically remake most the majority of the pages and stuff like that, just so everything is touched and redone. And I don't know. And it's <laughs> I realized last night. I mean, well, this morning I woke up and I realized I had a dream that about building a website mm-hmm. but it wasn't that I was actually building a website it was like I was doing something else but it felt like I was building a website if that makes sense nope like no <laughs> okay <laughs> I don't know just some of the things I was doing it was like oh I gotta move this over here and I gotta put this this thing over here so this shows right here it was just, I don't know something about what I was doing just reminded me of working on the back end of a website with like a builder or something like that mm-hmm. I don't know I, I should, I don't know. <laughs> stop thinking about working on websites when you're supposed to be sleeping. I'll, I will try not to think about things while I'm sleeping. I'll do my best. I can't promise that uh, <laughs> I can control that. But um, I don't know. But that that's what's been going on with me. So trying to get that, um, I don't know. Got to find a work-life balance, basically. Um because when thing hectic things like that go on, it's hard to find time sometimes for your other other job. Yep. Jobs. So, um, today I went down and um, and I got off work. I went and threw rocks in the creek. <laughs> so that's that's my way of uh, the de- uh, decoupling from the uh, internet for a little while, and now I'm back on the internet. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I know we've had we've talked about this a bit in the past, but like I've now this warmer outside, I've gotten back into uh, playing basketball. So like today after work, well, I came home and I took a nap for like twenty minutes, and then I went to the uh, went out and shot baskets, shot like three pointers, shot, shot baskets. I I shot some hoops. 
because uh, I was <laughs> an old man and super washed. So I was like, yeah, hey, kids, let's go shoot some hoops. So I was shooting around for a while. Um, I wasn't even out there for more than maybe 15 minutes. But it, it's nice to take a break and not be in front of the computer because there's a lot of times when I'm at work and I'm at my, on my laptop and then I come home and I'm like, I have stuff I need to do, but I do not want to be in front of a computer right now. So I'll find something else to do. Because there's, like, there's always something to do. There's always probably some clothes I could wash or something I could clean <laughs> or something. You know, like There's always like stuff to do around the house that I can yeah. do aside from sitting in front of the computer. And um, I guess the more I've implemented the idea of taking a break, and not just sitting down at a computer as soon as I realize I have something to do. Um, that has helped me, I think, do a better job with the stuff I'm doing. Because even, like, so today at work, I was just sitting there, like, I was watching a YouTube video and coding something at the same time. But I realized I was not making any progress, wasn't doing anything useful. And so I was like, I'm going to go sit outside for a while because it was a nice day outside. So I went outside, sat on the bench. Watched the world go by for maybe 15 minutes. When I came back in, completely refocused. I had thought of a way to fix my problem very quickly. And because it was like the day was dragging by. Yeah. And just going outside for 15 minutes and kind of refocusing, taking a break. I, I fixed, I went through and fixed the things I knew I needed to fix or whatever. Next thing I knew, it was five o'clock and I'm bouncing. Yeah. That's something I need to work on. Um, I mean, I try to do it. I didn't do it today, though, but I need to get out of the habit of eating my lunch at my desk. Because mm-hmm. lately I've been doing that, and it, you know, you don't really end up taking the lunch because you're sitting there trying to stuff a taco in your mouth, and somebody's walking in asking you, you know, what, you know, hey, have you done this? And like, oh, can you do this about it? Because they see you there. So it's like, oh, oh, he's sitting there. Okay, well. You must be able to do some work thing because you're in your office, <laughs> you know, and it's like I, I need to make a conscious effort to I need I don't know. I, I just need to stop eating my break, eating lunch at my desk because also you don't really take a break that way because I'm in front of the computer. Sometimes I'll watch something on my lunch break, but I mean, it's like once that video is over or whatever I'm watching, then I'm back on the like, oh, wait, I can do this. You know, because I have this window open, I can do oh, it's an idea for this. And it's like you don't really get a break. Mm-hmm. I know yesterday I forced myself to just go walk up the up the street just to um just to get away for a moment, you know. Yeah. And you know, exercise is good too. But I mean that's not serious exercise. But yeah, it's just something and it all it definitely does help like as far as like creative process to like step away and just I mean sometimes I just go stand outside. Um let all the smokers look at me like I'm crazy for just standing outside but sometimes I'll just go stand outside in the sun for a bit just to <laughs> I don't know feel alive or something so mm-hmm. but um I don't know it, yeah, I would definitely say it's you know finding a way to manage um you know breaks in your work is good for your creativity also you know I know it's been, you know, you got Slack, you got emails, you got people sending you all kinds of stuff. I, I'm trying. I I ignore emails sometimes. <laughs> I a ignore going a back lot and of forth emails. about a problem. I'm just like I am not 
I'm letting you all talk about this. You all let me know when you figure out what you want to do. Unless it's like, this is really something that, I mean, especially with your team, like, I don't, you don't need my input right now. I'll input what I need to, but I don't need to be in on the chain going back and forth trying to figure something out. Like, you know where I am. You know where my office is. If you really need something, you know where to find me. <laughs> yeah, so I, I use Slack at work as well, but I don't, like, there's several channels that I'm part of that I just don't pay attention to because they're talking about, like, wild technical stuff. Like, you know, it's like all the database administrators and system administrators in there. And I don't care what they're talking about. So I just ignore it. And then if you want to talk to me, you can Slack me directly. But, um, yeah, yeah, I, I feel like, like if you take a break, going out and taking a break does make you, it's better for you, but you will end up around the smokers more. <laughs> if your building is like set up where the smokers have one spot and it's the only spot there is yeah because there was several times i went outside and i was like oh the smokers are here but now <laughs> my building like i work in a business park so there's a bunch of other buildings and other spots to go to so i just go somewhere else just walk around a little bit so you recently told me that you were updating your resume uh i guess just just in case you need to find a new job. So I was going to ask you, as a designer or someone in a more creative field, do you put like designy stuff on your resume or no? Not I mean, by designy stuff, I mean like, do you put like graphics and stuff? Because I've seen people with like bar charts and graphs and stuff like that on their resume. It looked kind of cool. Like I'm 50% Photoshop and I use 90% coffee and 20% whatever monster energy drink or whatever they'll put like stuff like that and then a lot of times I was so I've seen people's resume like that where they put all that type of stuff but then they don't really have that much substance substance in terms of what they actually do or describing the work they've done so what's your approach on that well what do you mean design like um like what do you mean so, by that? <laughs> for instance my resume looks kind of plain I guess if you if you know my skill set, you would be like, wow, your resume is kind of normal looking. It's not like it's like I just used a regular template. I didn't design it. I just put the words on there. Oh, but like, yeah, I yeah, no. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I did that. some work on it, um, like obviously just using with the tools in Microsoft Word or whatever. You can come out with something that looks pretty good and they have acceptable templates. But I wasn't like, oh, let me adjust this kerning right here. Let me let me uh, add some padding around this or whatever. Nah, I was just like, what is here is good enough. And I don't, uh, I guess it, it depends on the type of job you're looking for. But I feel like my, my experience and everything speaks for itself. And I don't need to actually design my resume like that. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I mean, I don't... I don't, yeah, I don't put that much effort into it. I mean, I put more effort into the portfolio that I link to, like, on the website. But as far as the actual thing, I'm just like, all right, let me just make it look decent because I need to I'll be able to, especially when you're sending it out, I'm trying to upload that to multiple different mm -hmm. places. And especially when you're trying to just upload something that's going to be converted to text and all, or, you know, to Monster or something like that. Like, I don't need them, you know... Get stuff getting thrown out because it can't read, you know, my my high intensity graphics or something, you know, 
Like, no, I just wanted to be yeah. there. <laughs> you know? Like, you see it? You got it? All right, good. You know? I don't need... Yeah, I don't need all mm-hmm. of that. I mean, I do want... Um, Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I send the link. I mean, another reason, I mean, I create my resume in uh, Google Docs. Like, I do a lot of things. I don't even open Word. I do it in Google Docs so that it's easy for me to access. I mean, I'm sure they do have templates in there, but I just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's that important because, especially after a while, you, your resume gets so long. Like, there's no room for yeah. all that. Yeah, that's cool. that, That's what I was going to say also is like some of the people I've seen who have those super designy resumes they ain't gotten that much experience so they don't really have anything to say so it's like let me fill this with graphics or whatever they you know some kind of geometric shapes or whatever but yeah my i'm probably nearing two pages and that's because i've dropped off some early jobs that are irrelevant off of my resume but I mean, when you're old and washed that's what happens you have two page resume <laughs> actually so um at my job there was a guy interviewing for a developer position and I want to say he's maybe a year or two out of college had a three page resume and I'm like wow you've been busy and it wasn't like a lot of fluff in there it was like actual most of the stuff was somewhat relevant to what he was applying for but it was like alright you need to focus this like trim out some of these I was like too much in three there. pages and you're just out of college that doesn't make sense oh like, yeah, well, what? I mean, was it like every project? That yeah, something like on? that. Like a lot of them were related, obviously, but it's like, all right, you don't need to list every single thing you've ever done, every summer job for every yeah. like year using college or whatever. That's that's too much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't want to know how he did on at Taco Bell. It wasn't or... like that type of stuff either. It you know they were relevant. Oh. But it was just too much. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, how much time have you spent working on your online resume? Um, so, I use LinkedIn. And so, I have not spent much time on that. I need to actually update it because, according to LinkedIn, I still work somewhere that I do not work anymore. Um... But so I looked on there and they actually have like this new skills test thing where you could say like, I know JavaScript or I know HTML and they'll give you a test to verify that you actually know it. And I did the test, mm. I think it was yesterday. I did, I was just, I didn't have anything else to do at work. So I did the test for, um, I think it was for JavaScript or something. And yeah, I, I missed more than I should have. I mean, I know JavaScript, but I don't, I guess I didn't know those specific things they were asking. So I missed, um, I missed like three. And so I passed it, but I didn't get as good a score as I expected to. And then I tried to take a test on something else. I forget which, what it was, but I actually failed that test. And they were like, it's cool. We won't tell nobody that you failed, but you're going to have to wait like three months or something. And then you can take the test again and it'll show up on your profile that you know this thing. But, um... Yeah, it seems like LinkedIn is becoming... Like, I, I haven't checked Monster for anything recently. I haven't been looking for a job either, but... Um, I'll say that I don't I don't use... I don't take advantage of those sites very much because most of my... Like, if I'm looking for a job, I just there's certain people I just tell. And 
they'll be like, okay, yeah, we we need you, come on over, or yeah, I know somebody. It's it's more through people I know. It's not so much through looking for a job, the hard way. Privilege. No, it's just like I think that's the um, same thing. It is a privilege. <laughs> it is a privilege. Wrong, but um, I do the same <laughs> thing when it's uh like for my side hustle jobs when I'm doing web design, graphic design on the side for people. Most of those come through referrals. I don't. I very rarely get someone just on a not like a cold call because I don't call anybody. But I very rarely do. Like, does someone go on the website and fill out the contact form and contact us directly? Like, hey, can you design my website? Most of the time, it's through somebody. So, yeah, somebody says, like, hey, go here, talk to them. Okay, boom. Yeah. You know, it's a good thing yeah. and it's a bad thing, I guess, because I mean, it's good to be able to build brand new business, but um, I'd say it's a good thing because I don't have to, like, these people aren't so heavy into trying to vet me. You know what I'm saying? It's like I've already been vouched for. Yeah. Yeah. I would. I mean. Hmm. I well, yeah. I'm still working on trying to find create that kind of network here. <laughs> I mean, I had some. Yeah, I had some people approach me about you know possibly sending something out like that, but I'm gonna have to hit them back just to see what you know. What mm-hmm. happened with that? Because um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm actively trying to be more consistent with the side gigs, and you know, also execute executing on the work that I already have yeah. coming in. Because um, you know, it, you don't want to you don't want to be the person that you don't want to do work for, like the person that doesn't really follow through on what they're supposed to do. They just kind of. Um. Yeah. Um. Trying to think of an example. <laughs> you know, if it's like somebody you know, you're less likely to follow through. Or if it's somebody, it's like, oh, okay, we're not gonna pay me that much, so I'm not gonna do as much. Even if you like the person and you you you've agreed to do the work, it's like you know, if you agreed to do the work, you still yeah. need to do a good job. I put it like that, because it doesn't. At the end of the day, you getting that referral from them. It's going to be worth more. I mean, if you don't want to do it, it's below what you mm. want to make. Then don't do it. But you know, you, your name—they're not going to when they're talking to somebody else that may have more money, and that person asks, like, "Hey, should I get this person to do it?" They're not going to say, "Well, they didn't do it. They didn't do a good job." But I also didn't pay them much. <laughs> like, no, that's a no one ever admits to being cheap. <laughs> well, most of the time. No, nobody wants to hear that. It's like, did they do a good job? Oh, okay, cool. All right, bet. Not you know I didn't pay them that much so I was okay yeah. with them not doing a good job. It's <laughs> like so, you no know, you you need your name needs to be you know your word needs to be your word and your word needs to represent you no matter how much you're getting paid because it yeah because it it follows you. Well, I think that's <laughs> that's, that's the hard part is remembering like this is me I have to I have to represent even though I'm unhappy or even though I'd rather watch Game of Thrones or whatever. I have to represent on this, no matter what. Because there's definitely yeah. a lot of stuff that I've worked on that I was like, man, I really don't feel like doing this. I'm not getting enough money or whatever, but let me thug it out and do it anyway. 
Um, so, do you follow any Instagram? What are there any Instagram sites that you follow for like inspiration in terms of design and stuff like that? Um. No. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I mean, there may be some people like some. I think I follow some photographers. I will. I do follow photographers. I think. I mean, I probably need to go through my page. I think I follow too many mm -hmm. other people, and it gets it muddies everything. So I don't even know what I'm looking at anymore. What do you mean by that? I mean, like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know who. I mean, like, I don't know who's. Um, I, I my my feed gets too too muddied with, um, you know, somebody's whatever funny meme somebody posts or whatever you know, whatever else mm -hmm. somebody posts that doesn't post you know. So so I I don't say I think I follow too many people and I don't get to I don't actually enjoy. <laughs> If that make you know what I mean, like I don't get to enjoy some of that. I miss some of those things that I purposely follow. It's like, okay, oh, this would be cool mm -hmm. to you know see. Like, but I'm missing some of those things. I think because, um, because I didn't, you know. Yeah, I don't really. Cause I, I really <laughs> don't follow any. I follow. I I do follow quite a few. Well, let's say like five or six photographers, um, just because I like their work. But in terms of design stuff, I don't really follow anybody. In terms of like graphics, well, okay, our one friend, uh, logo design geek, I think that's his name. His Instagram name, yeah, I follow him, but it's, I know him as well. So it's not like I just found this person and decided to follow him because I like their work. Um, but other than that, I don't really follow anybody and. On one hand, I think it might be good to like just because sometimes I feel like if you just constantly look at this stuff, then it's hard to get any new inspiration, and a lot of what you do will just be inspired by what you saw. It's one of those things where like you're unintentionally uh, just copying other people because like what have I been looking at all day? So, um, mm -hmm. I yeah, maybe that's why that's my excuse for not following that many people. But yeah, I don't I. I don't follow anybody in the design realm, like graphic designers or anything like that. I I mean, a lot of times I honestly try to pull my inspiration from other sources. So, you know, not directly. Um, yeah, not that directly from, you know, not a direct line like okay I'm a graphic designer let me follow a bunch of graphic design posts I think I purposely follow other things because it's like I, not that I can't learn anything from anybody but it's just like I you know I, I just I don't know <laughs> I, want, I want my inspiration from another source I feel like it forces it cause, it opens my mind up a little bit more than just looking right. at other design things I mean I because I mean, I'll come across the design of course just in the world and everything um, I mean, you know, it wouldn't hurt to. I'm not saying I'm opposed to it. It's just what I'm inclined to actually follow. It's not graphic design yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I was, yeah. On my Instagram, it's not about business or p professional anything. 
I find it useful to being in a, like in a Facebook group or something like that, and can, I can talk to other designers. I mm-hmm. think that's cool. Um, but as far as you know, do I need to? I don't know. Does that make sense? <laughs> I I do find it helpful. Like you said, I think being in a group where you could talk to other people, interact with other designers and stuff like that, I think that's very helpful. I don't take advantage of that because I am in groups, but I don't interact with them very, very much. But I think it's also part of it. I don't know. I think part of it is sometimes for me, when you see what other people are doing, sometimes they're just messing around. It's not even for a client, which is cool, but I don't do that much messing around like ooh, I'm just gonna do a cool design just for the love I don't really do that that much um, and so for me sometimes it's just annoying to well not, not annoying but it's just like I don't need to see all this stuff because I'm not I, it makes me want to have better clients basically it makes me want to have a cool project to work on when I actually don't at the time it's like well I you get to design this cool looking logo or whatever and I'm just moving a website <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's not, that's, not, that's not the riveting content that people yeah. are coming so, for I, mean, I think that also goes back to like why I don't uh, post much of the work I'm actually doing on Instagram all the time because it's like eh it's not that exciting Oh, yeah. I mean, because yeah, because I know we've talked about it, and you've asked me, "Hey, we need to post something on here," and I'm like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> "Like what? Like what am I? You know, especially if I'm not doing a whole lot of side work at the time, and it's like, all right, well, yep. what do you, you know, what do I post?" <laughs> But I mean, which, you know, comes, you know, the question, like, how do you manage that kind of social media for, you know, or, you know, I guess you have to make a decision on what, Mm -hmm. how you want to do your thing. Because even with like, you know, with paintings and stuff like that, which I've been slacking on, um, you know, how do you decide, like, this is. You know, like, well, how do you decide you want to display, display your stuff? I mean, if you're working consistently, then that's pretty easy. Like, I've done that. When when I was working consistently more in the past, it was easy. It's like, all right, every day I got something mm-hmm. to post because every day I'm working on something. But when you're not, <laughs> then what? And how do you keep that alive? And you know what kind of posts? You know, and some of that will come from analytics. Like what, who, what, what kind yeah. of stuff do people want to see? But like, I don't, and, and and who's your audience? Are you trying to talk to regular people, or are you trying to talk to, um, mm-hmm. you know, designers? I mean, and I think that's something we're trying to figure out on our own thing. Like, who do who who's our yep. audience? for the podcast, for whatever we do. Like, who are we talking to? I'm not sure. (laughs) Does anyone care? (laughs) It's something you have to figure it out. So, yeah. And I haven't uh, invested that much time in trying to figure it out, honestly. So for our uh, black business section, 
I uh, made an effort to find the blackest business I could support. No, for real. Um, I um, it's this company called Inda, and they make shoes in Kenya, and they're like Kenyan owned and Kenyan made and Kenyan Kenyan. And um, even though there's a white guy that's a co-founder, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Return it. <laughs> Wheel up. No. Um, no, I mean, um, so I, I want, I don't know. I kind of wanted to support, they come they have these running shoes. You can check them out. They're like on Instagram, like into sportswear. But, um, I admit I'm a little on fence on the fence about how they look. I mean, I'll see, but part of me was like, okay, I wanted to support them anyway. I kind of wanted to try some, some the first ones that came out that were look pretty good. Actually. I thought I like mm-hmm. their logo and everything. It's like, a looks like this looks like a spear. Yeah. Um, so, but recently for their late, for a new version of their shoes, they're coming out with, they're running shoes, um, cause Kenyans be running and stuff. So, um, well, you know, they're world champions and runners. So, um, it makes sense that they would make shoes and it's like a, it's president is a woman too. So that's tight. Um, but so, I mean, they had a Kickstarter for their new version of their shoes, so I went ahead and got in on that Kickstarter, and was like, you know what, you know, I want to try the shoes out, and this is mm-hmm. something I can actually support that's actually going to benefit people, you know, and it's not just some huge company, you know, that I don't even know who's running it, it's like I can actually see who's running it, see who's making it, and, you know, it's somewhat, something different, so it's like, you know, I'm going to support them now, even if I don't love everything they're putting out, it's like, go on and get on board and support it. Because it's something that I could believe in, so, so I did the Kickstarter. I did get a shirt. I mean, I won't get the shoes till next year, I think, because I still got to make them. But um, wow, yeah. it takes that long to make some shoes. I mean, I guess I mean they got to make them in bulk, and I mean apparently, yeah. I mean, it's not like they're well, making. I guess them. A, <laughs> so the Kickstarter ended recently, and so yeah. then it takes a while for them to actually do it and get their money. Well, they took their money. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they took the money not too long ago, but I mean, it takes a while for them to manufacture the the order or, or whatever they got. I don't know. I don't know what they have to do, but they. I mean, they've been really consistent with giving information and everything. So, um, mm. yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I'll see how they are. I mean, so in I mean, terms of the design, I mean, what did you not like about the design of the shoe, or what shoe did you get? Well, I have a bunch of questions. Do they offer more than one style? They have two styles right now. One you can just buy, and the other one is a new one. I mean, and they have different colors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what I, I mean, what I don't, I mean, I don't, I can't say I absolutely don't like it. It just, you know, there are things like, oh, this would be cool, or something like this. You know, I'm just used to seeing like, you know, the so many options that are out there. Yeah. So that may just be my bias because it's not like there's something wrong with this shoe. It just is, you know. You, you know, you just like some things more than others. But I mean, I was like, yeah. you know, I'll try it out. Especially, I mean, if it's a running shoe and I want to try running more, then, you know, worst case scenario, the absolute worst case scenario, then it'll be a great running shoe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even if I don't can't find something to pair them with or whatever, you know. So, I mean, um, do they match with the true religions? Uh, I don't know. I don't have any. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. So, I mean, that should be interesting when I get those. And I got a t-shirt and that came in. So that was, that was cool. They did a good job on the branding and all that. So, um, 
I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I, I don't know. It, it feels it feels kind of good to be able to su- support a company that's you know under. Cause there's another brand that I was trying to buy stuff from Brand Black, mm-hmm. and they're not owned by black people. No, they're well. Their prices went up, 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 up. And I was like, okay, all right, well, oh, y'all happen? They're charging the price, price, not just price. Yeah, it's price, price now. So, yeah. How up, up are you talking? Like, how much are they now? They're over a hundred dollars. Oh, okay, yeah. Somewhere like two. So I was like, oh. Yeah. If you go over a hundred. It's hard for me to justify because I don't I don't spend that much on like shoes I actually really really like like some Nikes and stuff I don't spend I haven't spent over a hundred dollars on some shoes in a long time so uh, maybe I've never spent over a hundred dollars on shoes I need to evaluate my life choices. It's probably happened once or twice in my life. I mean these from Enda they were a hundred. Oh okay. Yeah but... I don't think I've ever spent over a hundred dollars on some shoes ever. Yeah. This may be only, this, I think that was probably the second time in my life I've spent that much, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand that smaller companies going to cost them more to manufacture, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because yeah. one brand, brand, I know they had a partnership with Skechers or something like that, and that's how they got their prices down, I'm sure. But, you know, yeah, I don't know what it is now. So, and you know, Kenyon, I mean, there's a market. So. Kenyon's mm-hmm. be charging a lot to make some shoes anyway. They're not as cheap as those 13 year old Chinese kids. Hey, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Don't be offended. I don't know. Kenyans, if any Kenyans are listening, don't be offended. Of our Kenyan market. Um, yeah. So I looked at their website and I was reading about like the design of the shoe and stuff like that and how they're trying to include certain design elements to harken back to yeah. Kenya and African heritage and all that type of stuff. So I thought that was interesting and that's pretty cool because uh, I think there's a lot of shoes out there that were like, oh, I think it looks cool, but there's no thought into the design or no no forethought like we want to include these elements because they represent yeah. something yeah i'm just gonna write supply 350 on my shoe because it means what you don't know no i don't mm-hmm. you can go to sunday service then um stay in church and stay woke um yeah, no, I, I I like that about them. I mean, and like even the T-shirt I got has little Kenyan elements in it and the thread. And there's a lot of there's a lot of thought that went into everything. So I feel like I you know I'll end up with something that's like oh, okay, this is unique, yeah. you know, <laughs> this is a unique product. You can't just go pick this up at wherever and you know. So I, I don't know. I think I'll be proud to have it. And, you know, and we'll see. You know, I'm excited to get it. Yeah. Have to see what I get first. Those are the what I ordered from the Mariston store. Well, so that was that was my next t- topic <laughs> I was going to bring up. Is uh that was my foray into supporting black businesses. I bought something from the Marathon shop or Marathon what, Nipsey's shop. Yeah. Uh, I bought it uh, shortly after his passing because I'm I jump on the bandwagon. I wait till you die, then I hop on your bandwagon. Yeah, and as you should. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll get it in time to wear it. Well, when I bought it, I was like, yeah, it's still a little chilly outside, but maybe I'll get a chance to wear it. Now I'm like, it's getting warm Did outside. You... Maybe I'll get a chance to wear it before it gets cold outside. Oh, yeah, you're not getting that. Yeah. I mean, is that you got a hoodie or something? No, I got a T-shirt because I was like, well, it's getting warm. 
Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, they did send out an email recently saying, you know, they were over. I mean, I get it. I'm yeah, not yeah, tripping about I'm it. I'm not tripping about I mean, it. It's, it's mostly being like, oh, man, I kind of want to wear a shirt. But, yeah. you know, but I, I, I get it. Yeah, I mean, as, <laughs> as a, a diehard clout chaser, I bought the shirt. No, I bought the shirt so I could clout chase. And it, if we wait too long, then it's not relevant. People are going to forget about them. And they'd be like, what is it? Marathon? What? And I have to remind them, oh, I bought this because Nip died and, you know, we got to support black businesses. And they're going to be like, what? That was long, That was like six months ago. You late to the game. Like, my clout chasing has not been effective. So. Yeah. No, well. <laughs> I'll survive. Um, but, yeah, I, I bought something from there. And um, I was actually going to try and call him if I was like, what's going on? But then I got yeah. the email. So that's something I did. Yeah, I got the yeah. I got the I, email I was, like, like last week, I think. Yeah, yeah. So um I think that's I know we've talked about it before, but customer service is important and communication. Yeah. So if you just let me know, especially in this situation, you, because they let me know, I'm cool with it. I'm not gonna trip. But Yeah, yeah. Uh, I figured that was what it if case. it was just <laughs> silence and then six months later a t shirt shows up in my door, I'm like, What? Y'all look trash. <laughs> no more marathon for you. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully they're, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure they're overwhelmed and everything. And I don't know. Hopefully, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's. Be able to grow and, I don't know, from this. I don't know. I hope, I hope the momentum doesn't slow down a whole lot after this. I mean, you know, any kind of momentum will slow down, but mm-hmm. hopefully it doesn't slow down too much and they're able to grow from, you know, continue to grow the brand. Yeah. So. Well, that's. So. I've looked at because a lot of people, everyone has their own quote unquote brand these days. It seems like, and a lot of people have, um, you know, t-shirt brands or sell t-shirts or whatever. I mean, we sell t-shirts, threadless.com. I mean, uh, what's our website? It's on threadless, but alien. Muffin yeah, go to threadless. Go to alienmuffin.com. Click on the shop. We have t-shirts that we sell, but I, I see a lot of people that sell t-shirts and stuff like that, and a lot of them are like the basic joint where it's just some saying like, you know secure the bag yo go online and buy my secure the bag shirts and it's like yeah that's cool um but so like last if you well that's not even on my instagram well that is on my instagram not on alien muffin instagram but like i have that um racism is petty shirt that i, I wore last week or a week before um it's a nice shirt but shirts like that they're nice i no knock to anyone but i see a lot of shirts like that where someone else all they got to do is copy your slogan and put it on a shirt and print it and they can do the exact same thing. So I appreciate it when people include some sort of design element or something that says, Hey, this shirt is not just a mass produced thing with like on a Tane's t-shirt with just some letters on it. They actually like put some, like maybe they put something on the sleeve or they put the little tag on the hem or the tag in the back yeah. doesn't say Hanes. It says, <laughs> it says Indo yeah, or whatever yeah. the company name is like stuff like that. I think it makes it, it makes easier for me to justify spending, dropping $30 on your shirt. Yeah. Cause you know what you have. I mean, yeah. I mean, cause that shirt that I got today from Indo, I mean, it's got like that. It's got like the Kenyan like thing around the Kenyan, like, um, like cloth that's around the neck part, and then it's got a little thing on the hem. Um, too bad it's a little bit too small. So, um, <laughs> quit, quit um, going to Gainesville, and things will start fitting better. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why it's like I'll have to I need to contact them see about 
what their whole returns uh, exchange deal is, mm. but um, I don't know. Yeah, so, but otherwise, yeah, it looks great. I mean, I, but I appreciate those little elements. I mean, it's some, I mean, I know we sell t-shirts through Threadlets right now, but I mean, you know, it would be great to, you know, like, no, this is ours. You know, this is what this really looks like. It's not like just some, you know, something from that anybody can make and then up. You know, I mean, that's convenient. Of course, but well, that's the difference between special just about. putting a slogan on a shirt and putting a design on a shirt. Because I'd, I'd, I'd yeah. my preference is to put a design on a shirt, um, and not just, you know, I be in these streets, in, yeah, in impact. I mean, and, <laughs> like, and and then my thing with words on shirts is I don't want people to read it and then I gotta explain it to people and then I have to talk to people. Yeah, I don't want to talk to people. That that's a, a more personal problem. You can deal with, yeah, because uh, I have shirts that say stuff, and then people gotta like, oh, have their comment on it, and I'm like, <laughs> like I'm never wearing this again. I don't actually want to talk to you about why, why I wore this shirt. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's not a conversation. It's not. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not trying to start a conversation. And I hate shirts that some shirts that are like that, and it's like some some whole paragraph of somebody's Facebook post. Yeah, I'm not going to read all that. If I see someone with that, I don't even look at it. But if, I think if you're going to do this, so advice for people making slogan shirts, keep your slogan short. It's something that could be easily consumed and understand and understood. If it's long and I got to look like I'm staring at your chest for too long, I'm not going to read it. Yeah. And that was something I saw like, like, and then also something about like black women yelling, I'm just talk that way or I don't know. It was something weird. It's like, what? <laughs> What are you talking about? Yeah, a lot of them are. Well, I see. I see because where I live and who I spend time around, I see a lot of black empowerment type shirts and stuff like that. And then I've actually designed quite a few shirts like that mm. for people, which is fine. But um, I think the important thing to remember is like uh, brevity is good in terms of what the words you put on there. Like find the shortest way of saying what you want to say, where it yeah. still conveys the message without extra words. And stuff like that and then also consider the design don't just type it up in impact and put it on there uh if you you are not a designer then get a designer to help you but if there's any kind yeah. of way you can integrate something that makes it look like it was designed and it wasn't just okay let's print this on a shirt let's use Ari- yeah. Arial narrow or you know whatever trajan pro then like it makes it look better in my opinion and i'm more like find a good designer it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's plenty of people that are just print shirts. So, like, I used to uh, ride the train in D.C. And by the metro station there, there were guys that would sell T-shirts. And it was just, like, whatever was popping that week, they would have a T-shirt with it. So, um, <laughs> get get your MAGA shirt. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, last, one of the last times I was down there, or one of the memorable times I was down there, I should say, was right before Trump's inauguration. And these were black guys, too, selling MAGA shirts. And they just printed on a red shirt. <laughs> and then, like, a few weeks before, they would probably had, like, the, you know, Rip Sandra Bland or something like that. Like, like, like a, a completely different topic shirt. And they had them. And I, I, I was tempted. I was like, oh, that's a nice-looking shirt. Or, it, you know, it wasn't, like, a nice-looking shirt. But it was like, oh, that's something I want to support. Not MAGA, but just whatever the cause was at the time. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so. The cause of, cause of Yeah, the whatever week. the cause of the week was or the cause of the month. Because, like, oh, you know, when that. Well, it's every summer that it happens, but there was one summer where it was just like every few weeks, uh, black people was getting shot. So they had, had all the hashtag shirts for them. 
and all the like the Black Lives uh, Matter hashtags and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, okay, that's nice. I could, I wouldn't mind having a shirt like that because some of those things is it's. I understand the importance of the issue, and so I want to bring mm. attention to the issue more than I want to bring attention to myself per se. But it's like if people look at where I'm wearing, so if I could wear a shirt that brings attention to the issue, that's cool. But um, when you're trying charging me like thirty dollars for the shirt, and I can see the Hanes label on it, and it doesn't look well designed either, then I'm less likely to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just want to. I, I want to feel like you put thought into yeah. it and some time, you know. And there's some of those little things that matter, even if they don't add that much quality to the shirt. It just looks like okay. Well, you you thought of you thought of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I think like especially when you're doing, when you're selling online. Also, I think it's important to just kind of curate. So don't offer the shirt in every possible color. Find the colors that work best. Only offer those colors. Find the 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 styles that work best. Only offer those. Don't offer everything. If you offer everything, then it's yeah. like it's possible for someone to get an ugly shirt. I mean, if you're a designer, then yeah, really think about mm-hmm. that. Like, really design it. Think like, what color would this look on? Look good on? Like, you know, really make it. You know, don't. I mean, I'm not saying make it like you know you know, limited edition or anything like that, but, like, you know, don't offer everything to everybody. <laughs> Think about your brand. Like, if you have a brand, like, what colors are in your brand? Or, like, you know, just or just simply what goes with this yeah. shirt, you know? Should I use this white model with my Black Lives Matter shirt? Well, maybe. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> don't... Should I use this white model <laughs> with my... My... <laughs> like, I'm a... I'm a fierce black woman. Don't need no, don't need you know, no don't, man. You know, <laughs> don't don't use a white model for that. If you if at all, you know, put a little thought into it. Well, that's, so that's the other thing that I appreciate when I see someone who's actually taking the time to get some sort of model and get professional photos done of their product. Something that we need to do. <laughs> but uh, it, it means like, oh, okay, this person actually invested some time and it's legit. And I can see this goes back to what we've, we've I'm sure we've talked about it before. Like people like uh, people like to buy things that they see people that they imagine themselves as or wanting to be wearing. Mm, you should put that on the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's terrible. But the short version of that is people want to buy things associated with their aspirational group so if i aspire to you know be good looking and muscular or something like that or short and fat then i need to put those type of people on in my product because that's that's going to help with sales so i think that's a wrap for this episode thanks for tuning in um as we said please check out our threadless shop we have t-shirts and things like that for the summer available um we might have some new designs coming out soon we'll see um if you're not following us on instagram please do uh if you enjoyed this episode and are interested in the things we're talking about or not feel free to leave a comment on one of our platforms be it soundcloud facebook instagram twitter we're out here leave a comment we'd like to know that you're listening thank you yeah Thank you.